Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Hardly Millennial Podcast, where we are young, we we are certainly dumb, and we are full of... Snippy That's opinions backwards. <laughs> Very good, Justin. Well done, sir. Very Nailed good. it. So my name is Atom. I am Justin. I'm Matthew. Hi, guys. Hey, <laughs> how are we all doing today? Somewhere between um, thought I was going to get to go to sleep and full from dinner. Ooh, okay. I like that. I like that we were able to just, you know, put a cog in your machine there. Me too. I had a fabulous day today. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. I had a fabulous productive day. Tell us what you um, did, Matthew. Well, Justin was off today. Yes. And you see, I was off today. So we joined forces. Oh, shit. And uh, we live in a little ho-dunk town. There's mm-hmm. a lot of uh, agriculture and farming around us. So we went to the local uh, farming shop establishment. It was very local. <laughs> very local. And we bought ourselves. What did we buy, Justin? What was it? We bought several things. We bought four posts and a um, livestock panel to make a trellis. That's what it was, livestock panel. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. so we bought a 16-foot long wire panel Mm -hmm. loaded it up in my truck drove it home and then installed that bitch in a (laughs) it looks like a parabola Uh is there a better more common word for that an arch an arch there we go (laughs) (laughs) we arched it and uh, we're growing grapevines on it now so it's super dope that's beautiful you guys and also uh, i almost almost bought a baby turkey we can if yeah. if she would have allowed us to buy just one, we probably would have a turkey right now. It'd be in the backyard right now, and I'd be like, "How am I going to keep this turkey alive?" I'm very glad that did not happen. Me too. The lady, <laughs> the lady at the shop refused to sell one turkey. She said she only sells turkeys and chickens in pairs. I feel like that's not uncommon. They get lonely. Yeah, yeah. it's common. Um, but I feel I, like most animal like sellers do that. You know, if you're gonna buy this one, you have to buy the other one. I just did not want <laughs> two turkeys. I just wasn't two is too buying, much. Yeah, two is too much. We've yeah. had two turkeys in the past, it's and Matthew yes. did end up getting a new pet. Want to tell him about your new pet, Matthew? Oh, we have. Oh my gosh, how many? Six, twelve, eighteen, nineteen. We have over twenty new additions to the backyard. Uh, that's right. Um, I'm growing lettuce. Growing lettuce. For the first time ever. The regular lettuce, you guys, not the devil's lettuce. (laughs) Oh, yes. Regular, just lettuce. Like for salads. I'm growing salad stuff. Yeah. Um, So a couple of things about this, because it sounds really corny and dumb. Like, oh, you're growing lettuce. Big fucking deal. Uh It is a big fucking deal. Let me tell you why. (laughs) So one, I've never grown lettuce before. This is new for me. Apparently, it's very easy. I got lucky on that. Two, I have a particular thing about growing plants where I enjoy to grow them from seeds. Uh-huh. Um, I don't like any of this bitch-made stuff of going to the store and getting an established plant and then going <laughs> and putting it in your backyard and being like, I'm a gardener. Right. It's cute, and it's lovely, and it's better than doing nothing, but I like to bring life to something from nothing. Okay. Okay. So I can't create the seed, so I just start with that, and then I create a plant. So I planted a shat ton of seeds. <laughs> um, I bought a bag. Well, Justin bought a package of seeds, and I assumed there were going to be like 10, maybe 15 in here. Uh-huh. 
and I shit you not, Adam, there were like a hundred seeds in this package. <laughs> there were a lot. So, oh. <laughs> really quick. So, we have a uh, fourth guest <laughs> with us today on this podcast. And that is uh, my cat, Harley, who likes to sneak herself into the room every time before we start She is in my lap getting loved. Um, and she knows once we started the podcast that there's nothing I could do about it. <laughs> so, she knows she just gets loving for an hour. She's a conniving little beast. So, yeah, she's just sitting in Matthew's lap and she keeps like trying to claw at his face, like playfully, <laughs> but just can't quite reach. It's the same loving action that she makes on my carpet. <laughs> she's trying to do it to my face. Yeah. Lovingly. You know, lovingly. Anyway, I bought a bunch of lettuce seeds, put them in the ground. I have half of them growing inside, half outside. I'm going to make it happen. Fuck yeah. We have a lot of lettuce. Have a, I'm excited to eat all of this like homegrown food. Yeah, so I'm not too. growing any of the food for you guys. None of the greens, none of the, the squash or the lettuce. It's not for you. Well, I bought them, so yes, you are. <laughs> I'm growing them for the tortoises. Oh, them too. They're we have We have two That's tortoises right. that are part of the millennial household, mm-hmm. and I love them. I never thought I would love tortoises so much, but oh. I constantly think about how to make their life better, and They're... I try to feed them different food. They're fucking dinosaurs. Dude, they're so fucking cool. Oh, I, for the first time sometime last year, I think it was last year, I I finally saw a full-grown tortoise of of the same, like, breed that we have. In real life? Yeah, it was the one that uh, our friend's mom got. Oh, yes. yes. Justin, real quick, tell us about the tortoises real quick. What kind are they? Where are they from? Oh, okay. So... They're actually very common. They're called the sulcata tortoise or an African spur-thighed tortoise. They come from um, Africa, the the Sahara Desert area. And they're really awesome. They're the third largest tortoise in the world, right after the Aldabra tortoise and the Galapagos tortoise. And they are, they cost anywhere between like 30 bucks and 100 bucks when they're little babies and they're absolutely adorable. A little hard to keep alive. But uh, then they start just growing like weeds. So people get them because they're really cute. And then they want to rehome them once they hit, you know, 30 pounds. But they grow to be up to 150 pounds. So you do have to have some space for them. But they have the coolest personalities and the amount of joy that you get out of having one versus the amount of work that they require from you is absolutely fantastic if you have the space. So Totally, dude. So having lived with Justin for quite a few years, we've we've had uh, we've had a few tortoises uh-huh. over the years, and Justin had always told me that they'll get big, and I'm like, okay, they'll get big, sure, you know, sure, whatever. whatever. And then, <laughs> and then our friend's mom bought a fully grown cicada tortoise, tortoise, and. Holy fuck. I was like, dinosaurs still exist. They still walk amongst us because here is you, one. You can the- literally <laughs> sit on it and it can yeah, move around. You can literally, yeah. You, a full grown man you can, can sit on it and it, it would be whatever. Let's go. And when let me tell you, when that thing starts walking towards you, all you can do is move. That's, it does not that's go all around you. Can you. Do. <laughs> They're so cool. It will walk directly in a straight line as often as possible. So if there is a bush, even a rose bush or a uh, oleander bush or something that's five feet high, mm-hmm. it just walks in a straight line and everything lays down for it. Yes. It 
they're fucking huge. I can't even imagine two of those things in our backyard right now. A few things will have to change. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They take a while to get to that big, though. Yeah. They grow fast. Thought, um, they do grow fast, but not, yeah. I mean, the biggest one we have right now, which, how would you compare the size of it right now for people listening? Like a smaller watermelon. Okay, there you go. Yeah, like a small. They're like that size right now. And I remember when we first got them um, just a couple of years ago, it could fit in the palm of your hand. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah so, so they, I mean, they grow quick. Grown, yeah, they, they grow pretty quick. I always thought that they were just kind of like a rock that sat there and didn't do anything. Because mm-hmm. they don't make any noise. They don't really, you know. But, dude, no. If you hang out with a tortoise for a minute, like, they're little they're, badasses. You learn they have preferences and they're really assertive about what they prefer. Mm-hmm. They have their spots that they really like. And they're actually just very social. When they see yeah. you, they are like, all right, well... You're either here to give me water or food. Let's go see what you're about. <laughs> but they're also very curious creatures, and they get very bored. So it's not very nice to keep them cooped up for too long. They like stimulation. They like things to push and pull and dig. That was that was one thing that I, I learned. Because uh, you and I, Justin, we went through a reptile phase. Or more so you Big did, time. and I was along for the ride, you know. But, <laughs> but like, so at one point, we had, like, 25 different reptiles living with us in an apartment that we had together. We did. And one thing I learned from that was one, because I thought just all like reptiles and stuff were just like you had them because they were just cool to look at. You know, they were yeah, cool to like have. living flowers. But no, these like yeah. these fucking lizards and shit, like they have personality. Like mm-hmm. I've had two corn snakes over my life now, you know, and one was vastly different than the other. <laughs> Fucking Harley. Jesus Christ. I'm actually going to take a set. I'm just going to remove her from yeah, the set. I think that's Sorry, there may be idea. some disruption here for a moment, guys. <laughs> she just tried to like kamikaze the chair that Matthew is sitting on. <laughs> Bye, Harley. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cats. All righty, folks. We're back in business. But anyways, like, and one thing I learned <clears throat> was that reptiles, when you have an enclosure for them... You can't just have that same enclosure for them. You have to switch it up. Like, or at least they recommend you switch up like the landscape of the enclosure every like few months. Or they'll kind of like get stir a crazy. different kind of yeah stimulation. You, know, you basically create the illusion like they're somewhere else now. See, so you know? they're not they're not just dumb rocks. Like no, they they have some no. level of knowing where they're at. My favorite reptile was Tina, the bearded. I was just gonna talk have. about you her. You love Tina I so really much. Do, man. I never I got really to meet her. Miss her. So before Tina. I don't <coughs> believe we had. Was she the first reptile in the apartment? I don't know if she was the first, but she was definitely like one of the first. What, what so was Tina? Tina was a bearded dragon. She was a, a citrus fire bearded dragon. She had a little bit of like an orangey yellow tint to her. Mm-hmm. And I remember bringing her home and taking her out because bearded dragon. Like it's a baby. I well, it was her. a great. It was a really cool experience. <laughs> Because um, bearded dragons are extremely social, and they like to be around you, and they like to interact with you. And uh, she was definitely that, but she had a little bit of attitude toward toward us as well, but in the best way, you know. She yes. she never bit us or tail whipped us or anything like that. She just she was kind of a queenie bitch. <laughs> so I remember bringing her home. She's and, like a mean girl. Yeah, and her walking around, looking around the apartment. And then Adam took his finger and wiggled it at her. And she goes, 
I'll take that as a Khmer. So she kind of came toward him, and he's looking at her like, really? Is that, Am I interacting with this <laughs> lizard right now? I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. So he continued to wiggle his finger, and she walked over to him. And uh, that was it. That's when he realized, I think, that, that reptiles can have actually have serious like personality that are very distinguishable from another animal. Yes. I mean, and it, there definitely was. And it, cause I remember even after that, just, you know, through a time we were going to like reptile expos and stuff like that, as well as I had, I learned, I had other friends who had these bearded dragons, you know, they I think it's more popular than yeah. I assumed at least. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. popular. But they, um, and like, that's when I started to see like, oh, this one acts vastly different than the one that we have at home acts, or this one's boring, whereas mine's super entertaining, you know, just different things like that. And I was like, oh shit, these, uh, another one that did it though, was I had a corn snake that Justin actually got me for my one year anniversary of living in LA uh-huh. when, uh, then I moved like a few months after that, but he had got me this red corn snake named Rose. And this snake was a fucking bitch. Oh, no. A uh, bitch. And I had her for years, too. <laughs> I had her for like five years. But my way of taking her out of the cage was you basically just had to stick your hand in there. The second your your finger made any kind of contact with the inside of the cage, she was like ready to attack you. <laughs> and then she would literally just have to – she'd like go at my finger and she'd bite onto my finger. And I'd have to – I'd just use my finger to pick her up. Like that out of the cage. She was such an aggressive little bitch. I used that technique with a seven foot boa constrictor. <laughs> I remember he really that. did, you guys. I truly did. I'm not even joking on any part of that statement. It was soon after you first started living here, was, too. Yeah, right away. We had two seven foot boas that lived in my room uh, because my room was their room before I moved in. Uh-huh. And yeah, I went to, uh, we had to. What were we doing? Were we cleaning the cage? Or were we feeding them? We were feeding, feeding them. We were feeding them. And so you have to eat. separate them when you yeah. feed them. Uh, so taking them out of their enclosure was fine because they were hungry. So mm-hmm. they were docile. So I took them out. It was no big deal. Put one in a container. <laughs> one stayed in the cage. And then after they ate, about an hour later, I go to take the one that was in the top, in the big container out uh-huh. to put oh him back God. in his enclosure. <laughs> And he was not docile anymore. <laughs> and he fucking clamped onto my hand and bit the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I thought to myself, well, he's already biting me. <laughs> and it wasn't horrible. So I was like, okay, let's just keep going. Uh-huh. So I took the snake and put it back in its enclosure. Mm-hmm. And after that, I bought a snake hook. Because <laughs> I was not about to let that happen to me. Keep in mind, too, guys, that they're boas. So they don't have, like, crazy fangs or anything. They're no, just, like, they're like, bristles. Think of, like, a, a pair of scissors, like kitty scissors, yeah. just snipping the shit out of your hand. Yeah, I didn't want the I same I bled, fate. but it wasn't horrible. Mm-hmm. Hashtag me, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, rept- reptiles are, are cool, though. I definitely understand why people get into them like they do, like you did. But I'm going to, I feel like coming back on, I mean, there's just a couple. What's interesting about having them is they like you, they appreciate you, but they never actually get attached to you. Yeah. So with some animals, like, this giant frog I used to have that you see rats. Biggie Smalls. Biggie Smalls. He was a giant was African pixie frog, <laughs> and he got big enough where he oh, could he eat rats. Us a lot of joy through the years, though. And he I got did nothing. him. He literally just laid in one spot. But it was that's what's cool. So low maintenance for the spectacle that you get. But you get them when they're like the size of a quarter, you know, and they're eating crickets, and then they move up to mice, and you just 
are so excited for them to keep growing and growing, and they grow fast. Mm-hmm. They'll even eat other frogs. They'll even yes. eat other frogs. Yes, they will. And uh, <laughs> but at some point, because he wouldn't eat anything unless he could see it move. He didn't like anything that was not alive. So the bigger he got, and the more large prey you had to give to him, the more <laughs> gnarly feeding would get. It was just <laughs> like, all right, I can't yeah. do this anymore. So. Um, yeah, I grew them out pretty good, and then someone else got them. Mm-hmm. So that's cool about them. You can grow them out and sell them or give them away, or you can buy one that's already big that somebody else grew out. It's cool to do that. It's kind of fucked up to do that with, like, a dog. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, there's an attachment <laughs> you know? with a dog. Yeah. A dog or a bird or The frog a doesn't give a fuck. The frog doesn't even know who you are. No. Exactly. All. all they know is that when the top of that thing comes off, they're about to kill something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And he... So if you could like, because you know, right now the, the animal count in my house, our house, mm-hmm. is very low. Mm-hmm. If there was ever something fun and exciting that you thought you might look into getting again, what would it be? I'm just curious, you know. Like again, like something we've already had? Or something that wanna... you think, I'd like to get one of those again one day, or one of those. Well, I'm still really into the, the, the long-tailed tree monitors. Those, uh, oh, the black ones. Yeah, the black ones. Black tree monitor. Black tree, but well, the, but I feel like there was like other colors. What the fuck too, is that? Because no, I don't feel like many people know what that is. They're these giant. They're, they're basically giant lizards with these long ass skinny tails that just like hang on tree branches. Oh, that's kind of dope. You know, and they can, uh, you know, people will like hold them. So and Tina without the beard. Arms and stuff no, like that. No, not much Tina bigger. With the beard. Oh, bigger. Much yeah. bigger, oh. more sleek, less spiky. Much bigger. Yes. Now, tree monitors, though, I think are always black. Are they? Yeah. But you <laughs> liked a lot of the other monitors and stuff, like the Asian water, water monitor. Oh, the Asian water monitor was cool. But I mean, I'd have to be like rich and have yeah. somebody who can take care of that shit for me. Very I enormous. I just want to look at it, you know. <laughs> and they need to swim and stuff. Yes. Uh, but the big lizards like that, another one that I would like to have again, probably I'll have sooner than the monitor, would be a Chinese water dragon. Oh, those are cool. And my, we, we, we bought one. one. We try to keep died. it alive. Yeah. It, we got it from... I. What I'm pretty sure is a... Uh, Why don't you explain what a Chinese water dragon is? All right. They are amazing. They are. Uh, so take a iguana that's very, very high maintenance, gets very big, and has a attitude, uh, generally very aggressive, at least for part of the year, and take away the aggression. Um, they're a little bit more dainty, but much more bright emerald green. Yes. And they can eat eat live prey, they eat fish, they Mm -hmm. eat everything. It's really awesome. But yeah, emerald green. Um, Yeah, Asian water monitor. And it was cute. Adam named him Mushu. Mushu from, yeah, from Mulan. Yeah. And he was actually a lot of fun. It was fun working on his enclosure, remember? Yeah, but one thing I definitely learned is because they they have to swim. They have to be able to swim. Okay. So, like, when you get them an enclosure, they have to have something big enough for them to swim around. And I, I think the one thing that did ours or one of the things that did in Mushu was just we just did not have enough water. I think him. that we got a sick dragon, honestly, because we remember we opened him up from that package that we got him in and they all had like broken toes. That's and... right. Yeah. One thing we learned really fast was not to order reptiles from online. Yeah, you don't try Because you try a few places and yeah. you always got 
defective ones. Yeah, know? everyone was kind of <laughs> messed up. I got that one cool frog. I named her Angelica. She was a budget frog. Yeah, she the, was cool. She was cool. She looked healthy, but everything else was pretty, I don't know, gnarly. Just just go to a an animal store and just fucking buy them from there. Don't, uh-huh. don't use any of these like <laughs> shipping services because tons of them exist. They do. You know, but they're just. I want something cool for the backyard. Uh, so one I thing really, I, really do. one thing I had suggested to Justin at one point that I think you were pretty on board with until what happened with Tina. Oh, by the way, so Tina the the bearded dragon. So we used to let her. Let, let me explain what happened to her first. So we oh, used yeah. to let her go and hang out in the backyard because she was like a dog at least at first, where she would she would hang out in the backyard for days. But when she was ready to like eat or come in, you would literally see her at the window, just kind of clawing at the back window. And then she'd let her in. She'd hang outside for another few days, and the cycle would continue. Well, on one of the cycles, when she was outside, we just uh, just a day came. We were like, we haven't seen Tina in a while, and uh, we went looking, couldn't find her. Like, oh well, she'll show up, and then she never showed up. Oh, I thought oh. you were, you skipped the whole fun part about when we went outside, and one day we just saw her in a tree. Oh well, one day we uh, we went outside and saw her in a tree. She was living her best <laughs> life, man. She was basking up way high life. up high on the tree, <laughs> and we thought, oh, she just does that now. She yeah. enjoys the tree. Well, I'm sure that's what happened to her. I'm sure she just like got way too far on a branch or something, and then leapt into the neighbor's yard or something. Yeah, that's that what I think happened. Wrote. You know, and I know our neighbors have dogs, so we'll you know we'll see. What, maybe they have imagine a dragon what happened. Now too. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Another beardy will happen one day. Another beardy. But anyways, the reason why I brought that, I had to explain that story is because I had talked to you once about, oh, well, we should just get a slew of bearded dragons and just let them live in the backyard. Oh, that'd be amazing. Because all these things do is they'll just find like rocks and shit to perch on and they'll just sit there looking majestic as fuck. (laughs) So if you just had a bunch of these hanging out in the backyard, it'd be fucking cool to just have them hanging out there with you. But after what happened to Tita, it's like, okay, well, clearly they can climb the trees at all of the neighbors. You just see, like, oh, look at all these giant ass fucking lizards in our neighbor's tree. And then all of a sudden, there's just like a pest problem of bearded dragons and like a mile. No such us. thing. We would be blessed to have such a thing happen. <laughs> oh, we would, though. We would. In this small town. I mean, they'd overrun the backyard fast. They'd repopulate pretty fucking fast. I want a fox. I know. We know I you want really a fox. I really want a fox. That's the pet that I would get. I know. Um, it started as a joke, and then I realized that it was actually my heart speaking, mm-hmm. and that I really do, more than anything in this world, <laughs> I, want a fo- I want a red fox. Mm-hmm. I don't want the bullshit other one that people get. I know what you're going to say, Justin. Fuck that fox. What am I going to say? The one. The Fennec fox? Yeah, fuck those. I was those waiting to see if he was going to say like cause it because he said he knew what I was going to say. Because oh. you always say, you're always like, well, why don't you just get a Fennec fox? Because I don't like them. They're dumb. I want the big ass real deal. I want a fucking red fox, and I want to, I'm going to name him Jasper. Jasper. Yeah. Jasper the Red Fox. They're only like $4,000, dude. It's doable. We... You know what? You could totally have one. It's on the record. I just think, I don't think you'll ever have $4,000. And now it's on the record, folks. <laughs> you, all, you all heard it here. We'll keep you updated. Justin says I can have a fox. <laughs> a red fox. See if your mom very specific one. to say red fox. <laughs> They're awesome. People have them. It's a real thing. Um, They're amazing. I'm going to have one. As far as pets kind of like that are concerned, 
not like that in the sense of like, oh, it's like a fox, but like just kind of like more wildlife as pets. I've always just one of those things. I've always just wanted a bat. I don't know why. I've just I don't know always why either. wanted a bat. Um, I think they'd be, I think I think they'd be, be cool, cool pets to have, right? To me, that's like saying I've always wanted a pigeon. Uh, that's gross. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, first pigeon. off, pigeons are awesome. I love okay, birds. Justin. I love birds. They come in all different crazy shapes and sizes: long necks, long uh, legs, yeah, curly, that. curly, uh, you know, feathers. They're really awesome. I hate doves. Morning doves suck. Fuck them. Yeah, I don't like those things either. They wake you up. And we actually recently figured out, which we I had no idea of in the past, uh, they love lavender. We planted some lavender plants along the uh, sidewalk outside. And they fucking lay in it and make it all wonky. Dude, they like they have like an orgy in it in the morning. It's a straight <laughs> dove party. And yeah, it makes it all wonky. They were nice and perfectly straight stalks, the lavender was when we first got it. And now it's just all over the place. I fucking just hate birds, except for penguins and flamingos. I don't mind those two. You don't hate Panama. So you, don't, you don't mind fly, flightless birds. Do flamingos fly? Flamingos fly. Yes. Yeah. Are you sure? Uh huh. Have you seen one in the sky flying? Yes. Uh, I mean, I've seen you... videos, not in person. Oh, not in person. Okay. <laughs> Is that a good? So it's story? not exactly totally confirmed. Ever seen the Dalai Lama, Matthew? Seen... Ever seen him in real life? No. Do I you don't even be- know if I've seen a picture of a flamingo flying. Do you believe? Is it in The Lion King? Do you believe? Yes, actually. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Shit. I remember that part now. <laughs> Damn, you're right. Okay. Flamingos fly, folks. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. But flamingos and penguins. Only when they have to during the winter. Flamingos and penguins, though, I feel are not a part of the bird army. Uh-huh. So to speak, I think they are. They just mind their own business. I think they're, you know, both like Sweden. They're like Sweden and Australia. You know, they just do their thing. And two questions: anyone. Do you believe that Panama is part of the bird army? I think he would if he was not uh, in in captivity and held prisoner by us humans. He's like a prisoner of war. So then you cannot hate him. Well, I I can hate him, but you know I have I like to you know torch my prisoners a little bit, and I do enjoy doing that with. Them okay, sometimes. now the other question is for Matthew. Uh huh. You just referenced the Lion King to determine whether something was real. Yes. <laughs> Fine, Matthew. Then do you believe that when we die, our bodies become the grass? That's a stupid fucking question. Duh. Then why couldn't I bury my hedgehog under the ground and have it feed my tree? Well, look, apparently I was wrong about that because the tree's kicking ass. My whole philosophy on that, On the record. Was that when animals die, they turn into oil. They don't turn into nutrients for plants. I'm not so sure they just turn into oil. It takes a really long fucking time, but eventually it turns into oil. So what happens to them before they turn to oil? Decomposition. And then what? Oilification. After how many years? <laughs> oh, like a million. So it takes an animal one million years to decompose in the ground? Precisely. On the record. <laughs> Duh. Are you guys happy you got that out of the way? I'm happy <laughs> that it's on the record. That's why they invented mummies, so that things take longer to turn to oil. So you are saying that the reason that mummies were created are so that things will take longer. 
correct. On the record. <laughs> Affirmative. Anything you want to put on the record, why this Adam? Is so funny. <laughs> it's, it's nothing except I just hate burns. <laughs> How did this come? I'm up? striking that from the record. <laughs> oh, the Lion King. Yes, dude, from the earliest age, that's what that's how they begin teaching you. When your brain is the most malleable, they give you the Lion King, and it teaches you about the circle of life. Do you remember me telling you the other day on the couch? I was legitimately talking about elephant graveyards as if they were an actual real thing. And I was very confident in it. I'm like, yeah, the fucking elephant graveyard. You never oh, yeah, heard like of it? They all went to one place to die or yeah, something. Yeah, when they're old, they move away from the herd and they go to the graveyard <laughs> yeah, and they die right, in the elephant know. graveyard. It's in the Lion King. <laughs> well, that one's not real. That's not real at all, folks. That's no. where they drug the I was bones very sure that it was and real. carcasses where the hyenas were going to eat. And they've accumulated there over a long period of time. So it's not actually an elephant graveyard. That's just what he told Simba and Nala to get them to go to a place where they'd be vulnerable. Well, I Googled it. And I was not the first to Google it. Because you know the list of questions that comes up on Google? There was a mighty long list of different worded ways of asking, is there such thing as an elephant graveyard? And all mind of them you, said no. Mind <laughs> you, folks, he didn't believe his roommate who told them that there was no such thing i thought you were full of shit i'm like this dumb idiot doesn't know about elephant graveyards <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah you won that one you were right whatever i got usually got the animal thing down pat that is true you do know a lot about animals they're cool man cooler than people when you when i first met I you plants. and you were just like i know about animals or you said, you, or not that, you just, you love animals. Right? Yeah, Justin, I know about animals. What's up? You want to hang out with me? But I was just like, okay, like, whatever. I've had people tell me they love animals before. And then, like, we'd be watching some movie or something would come on and they would say some weird, obscure name, like the the Papago tortoise alligator from, you know, the Mississippi River <laughs> in Colombia, whatever. Just like some random shit that like nobody would know about, right? Right. And I would like scoff at the name or some shit like that. And Justin would be like, they actually live to be 65 and they're really cool. There's some people that own them over in like Australia and they have them in these giant enclosures and they do this. And I'd just be like, what the, what the fuck? Like... <laughs> No. <laughs> like calm down man <laughs> and yeah it just went from there there's literally i don't think any animal out there that i think you don't know at least one fact about one fun well, fact now it's cool because i've had so many mm-hmm. that when someone talks about an animal usually i can say i've actually had a couple of those <laughs> and, and just just through uh being being with you i've had that also <laughs> i can do that now also We've joked about that before, too, where it's like, also, I'll find myself in a situation like a few years down the line when I'm not living with Justin anymore. And all of a sudden, somebody will be like, oh, yeah, I had this really cool Chinese order. Yeah, I owned one of those. I owned one of those. Uh, Well, I have a chameleon. Yeah, I had one of those, too. Leopard gecko had two. (laughs) (laughs) That's never going to happen to you because you're never going to move out. I was going to say, do you know something that we don't know? I might live here for quite a while. That's okay. We're gonna be together forever. Anything... Gonna, you and I are going to be common law. Yes. Before you and your boyfriend would ever be considered such. And uh, we'll adopt Matthew. Oh, there we go. So we can throw things. I was at here him. slightly before the boyfriend. I would hit common law slightly yeah, but, before him. Mm, but the true. but yeah, but the boyfriend. What about they got they get like a fast pass. 
do they? No. Like a Disneyland Fast Pass. No. Nobody gets a Fast Pass with the government. Oh, I'm the government. <laughs> that felt good. I'm just going to absorb that for a while. No, you conceited asshole. We were talking about being common law. Oh, I like the other one better. Oh, what were you thinking? What the we were fuck were you about? thinking? Yeah. To the government. I thought he was referring to me. That you don't get a fast pass to the government. What? <laughs> that is the first place Justin's mind went to, ladies and gentlemen. Not the government of any country. No, but no. We were referring Clearly. to him as a metaphor. <laughs> I was going to put that on my door. <laughs> the, the government. government. You are, you are a fucking whore. You fucking, <laughs> fucking whore. Oh, boy. Well, this is thoroughly digressed. What do we do now? That's a good question. Oh, I don't know what I can bring up. So this is funny because we've, we've talked to you and I, Matt, have talked about this on the podcast before. And before we ended up podcasting, I went to Justin's room and asked him, like, hey, do you know of any, like, subjects or something we can talk about? And he started to tell me the story about a little girl who was raised thinking she had cancer and how she befriended a boy. Did we literally do yes. a podcast about that story? Yes, at least half of it, I think, was about that story. And well, just, let me tell you. I don't think Justin was with us. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't. I was with not. Us, that's why I brought that's why it I thought up. It was, that's why I thought okay, it was well, funny. Okay, well, let's rehash for a moment. What? Let's bring the viewers up to speed. What's the story? Okay, well, there's this girl named... Gypsy Rose something or other. Okay. Her parents were divorced, so she was estranged uh, from her father, more or less by her mother. Um, she scraped her knee and she went to the doctor. And then she, when, she, when she picked her daughter up from the doctor, she then told her, so you have muscular dystrophy. They were able to tell that when she went in there. So now you have to go in this wheelchair because of your knee scrape. And you have muscular dystrophy and you probably won't be able to walk. Your your legs are going to give out and you're going to become a, a paraplegic. And then shortly after, she let her daughter know bad news. You have leukemia. We're going to get through this. Okay. Okay. Well, she also let her know that while she was sleeping, she had been having seizures. So that she has um, like nocturnal epilepsy or something like that. That something's up with her. She has a seizure disorder now. Okay. okay. And this girl, it's all making sense to her because why would her mother lie? These things are happening. She did go to the doctor for, you know, the knee thing. They did give her a wheelchair. Okay. Then she informed her that she didn't have the ability to properly put down food. So she would need a feeding tube. Are you serious? Oh, I didn't know it went that far. Oh, yeah. She had an implanted <clears throat> feeding tube. Um, wow. She told her that she had a, a disorder with one of her eyes, so that's why her eye was lazy. She So it got to the point where this actually became very public, and the mom was kind of highly revered as somebody who dedicated her life to her ever-sick child. Um, the Make-A-Wish Foundation took the daughter to... Um, uh, Disney World and Habitat for Humanity gave them a home and built a wheelchair accessible um, ramp. Wow, I knew just like I the did not know of any of that. Of it. Wow, I did, yeah, they um, got tremendous <laughs> donations. Okay, um, they got uh, fifty, oh, a hundred thousand dollars from Miranda Lambert, 
written directly to her from her own personal bank account um, and Blake Shelton. They got, I mean, it was just celebrity after celebrity. Wow. This, they were local celebrities. They were prides of, of the town. Uh-huh. And there was no doctor who was like, no, I never well, said that. Well, no doctor can say that they didn't if they never went to, if, they, if that's not the doctor that they went to. They never thought to, you know, check these records or anything. Because right. who wants to say, prove that your daughter has cancer? Right, right. I feel you. You know, it's pretty much understood that nobody wants their kid to have cancer. Right. So eventually she started questioning her mother and asking her, you know, so I can walk. She goes, you cannot walk. If you get up, you're, you know, it's only a matter of time before you fall and you'll hurt yourself and you have all these other things wrong with you that could cause more complications. Don't do that. We already have, you know, medical bills and whatever. So she started to beat her daughter not beat her but she'd kind of hit her with well kind of she'd hit her with uh coat hangers and things like that for disobeying her she would start saying hey when do i get to date how do i talk to boys and and the mom would would uh say i won't allow it you're never going to be able to she asked about getting married the mom mother told her she wouldn't allow it so over time um she started looking at unconventional ways of actually meeting people and she joined a website called uh, Christian dating for free. Okay. And she met another boy on Christian dating for free. Now this girl had been so coddled. Um, she actually had, you know, she wasn't functioning as high as old as maturely as she should function. And, uh, she met a boy who was kind of similar, didn't have the same kind of social interaction, anything like that but she explained to him what it was and she was very truthful to him too to explain that she did know how to walk and and all of this but she doesn't understand why it's happening and that she has to go along with it now because this is how their family is surviving even her dad really thought that she had been crippled wow. so she meets this boy and introduces him to her mother wait but this was all just through online wasn't it I thought the I thought these two actually never met. They did meet. Oh, they did meet. Yes, so they had met online. She told her he wanted help. Oh, she told him she wanted help. So yeah, he comes down to her hometown, or the town she lived in at the time. Uh, met the met the mom. The mom did not like him. It went really really poorly. So in an effort to escape her mother. Um, she actually had the boyfriend kill the mom, murder the mother. So what I had read about it uh-huh. was that it was the boyfriend who convinced her that you need to kill your mom. No, that's not what happened. She, she never thought um, of any other option. She just thought, this is how we have to do it. She never thought of standing up in public and saying, hey, this is a fraud. Help me. I'm being abused. The only way that she knew to get out, you know, and I I, mean, I just watched her get questioned. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, and it's really kind of weird. She has a really, really super high voice, like legitimately like a five, six-year-old's voice. Uh-huh. It's insanely high. And she looks like maybe 12 or 13. It's crazy. But no, she, the boyfriend killed the mother mm-hmm. she was hiding in another room <laughs> and she actually mentioned that when she heard her mother scream for her scream her name um 
she almost got up to help her, but did not. So they fled the scene, and she said it never crossed her mind that she could actually be caught for this. Oh, strange. They had set it up perfect to get caught. Yeah? How so? Well... They she wore a really unconvincing way. Just didn't take the precautions to right. They checked into hotel. They had their video in a hotel. They paid everything with the debit card with the you know paper trail. Oh, everything. I mean, they weren't functioning at the right you know level. And how long did she go to prison for? Was she sentenced to prison for? I'm under the impression that it was like six or seven years. Six or seven or, years. Or she's been in prison for six and seven years, something like that. Okay. So who is the victim, really? Well, so it's funny. So Matthew and I talked about just that, who's the victim, really. But we were both under the impression that the story was much different. I had thought that it was the, I thought it was the boyfriend that convinced the girl to kill the mother, and she did. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize there was this big kind of conspiring thing. And I also didn't realize the extent of the abuse from the mother, either. Yes. So... I mean, yeah, the the question is, like, who's the victim? But that's why I'm curious about how long she actually got in prison, though. Because if it was only, like, six or seven years, well, you know, maybe I could accept that. Because I'm, well, I'm assuming she's not in prison. I'm assuming she's in, like, a rehabilitation kind of place. Check right? it out. Why don't we Google it? What's her name? Her name is Gypsy Rose. And what everyone's not Lee, because that, that is a um, character from the musical Gypsy. Oh, <laughs> Gypsy Rose uh, sentence. Let's see what it gives us. She has kind of a pinched-looking little elf face. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but like reasonably attractive. Like Matthew would have would approach her in public <laughs> if he was feeling well. Know, that's confident. not necessarily a compliment for anyone. What? That's not saying much. Yeah. She oh. wasn't particularly amazing that's looking. <laughs> <laughs> A 10-year prison sentence. Okay. So she's currently 27 years old, serving a 10-year prison sentence, and by all accounts doing just fine. In fact, she says she's thriving. She still tells me that she's happier now than with her mom, Gypsy Rose's stepmom, Christy Blanchard, told the Springfield Newsreader in February 2018, and that if she had a choice to either be in jail or back with her mom, she would rather be in jail. Well, there's the answer right there. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely don't think the mom was a victim. I mean, I don't think the mom was a victim either. But well, she was a victim of murder. Well, she was a victim yes, of murder. Yes, but uh, but I mean, just in regards to like, you know, there's only so much sympathy I feel like you could have for the mother as opposed to Gypsy. You know, right? But I mean, in just to be the devil's advocate, because mm-hmm. I agree with you guys that you know the mom was pretty shitty there. Right, but. That's still a human being who had their own mental disorder. That, oh, don't get me wrong. I you don't know what I mean. The mom's yeah. obviously oh, no one's condemning no, murder. No, and that's just it. And I don't think that. And this goes off what you were saying earlier, Justin. I don't think she had to kill her mom. You know, I I think just as you said, standing, going on a talk show and standing up and from your wheelchair and saying like, "My mom's a fucking lunatic." Was I mean, if they're option. keeping you like locked in a cage in a basement, and uh-huh. then they forget to lock it one night, and you bust out, right. and they try to stop. She you tried and to kill run them. away That's one different. time. Yeah, she tried to physically run away, and the mom got her and uh, chained her to the bed. Oh, that's yeah. pretty serious abuse. That is. Yeah. So, 
she does mention my mom did not deserve to be murdered, uh-huh. but she deserved to go through this. What I'm going through, she deserved, she did deserve to go to jail. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think the girls learned. I wouldn't be afraid that she was going to murder another person yeah. or anything like that. But you know, I mean, she'll get out of prison. She'll probably write a book, you know, and she'll thrive because of what she. Well, went she through. can't get a job, so yeah. True. There's, yeah. I hope she does write a book. <laughs> she can't vote. She can't vote. No. Well, like, but that's what I mean. Unless people... Bernie Sanders becomes president, Unless then Sanders she might be able to. <laughs> but uh, God, politics. I'm just. Sorry. No, I didn't no, mean to, no, didn't no, mean to no, digress no, to that. that. Like, all of a sudden, like it just. I started to have the thought about just how much like this podcast is going to become about politics once the 2020 election. You I have to. It's going to have Yeah, exactly. You have People to. People want to know takes, you know, mm-hmm. and this is unfortunately one of the only ways to get an opposite point of view out there without being completely censored. It's crazy. Yeah, that's true. I was, uh, while we're on the subject, actually, I wanted to ask you, Justin. Uh, so we discussed a couple of days ago about how Joe Biden just announced that he was running. Uh-huh. And we're, we're both pretty confident that it's going to be Trump versus Biden. You are? Right. Well, at least I am. I don't mean to speak for Matthew, but... I wanted to get your take if you think that's if you think it's going to be Trump and Biden because I feel like Biden's just the only like logical choice for the Democrats at this point. Maybe well, not logical, but definitely the favorite. The thing is, I I don't know. Okay, Biden has some dirt, so yeah. I don't know if he's going to fare very well in a debate. I think that up until debates um whoever has the most money is going to start you're doing talking better. about just like the democratic debates right like with all just the people not yeah. themselves for okay yeah so like before the pre-primary okay yeah. okay so <laughs> joe biden has some dirt and i think that once the debates come um Bernie Sanders is either going to really rise or really sink. I think he's going to really sink. Because that's when he actually did really well against Hillary Clinton. Mm. He's a one-issue voter. And unfortunately, income equality has really turned into an issue of accountability. Because just the direction the country is starting to go in, like, I just don't think that's going to be the hot topic anymore. I think this whole 1% business, especially knowing that Bernie is in the 1% and he mm-hmm. is a millionaire and his uh, targets are always millionaires and billionaires. Um, but it's going to come down to debates. Now, I believe that Kamala Harris is, oh, wow, we really just went full swing yeah, into it, it. I think that Kamala Harris <laughs> is going to fare very, very well in debates. Okay. okay. I don't think she'll necessarily win, but I think that it's going to actually be really interesting to look at for both parties. Actually, just this shit show of of the, the this process well, but, on the Democratic Party side. Well, that's exactly my point, though. Is I feel like everybody who's announced their that they're running currently, it's just. It's a shit show. Yes. It is definitely a shit show. So that's why I feel like when Biden was like, oh, I'm going to run, I just felt like it was no question. Like, it's going to end up being Trump versus Biden. I do think Trump's still going to win. 
but I think he'll win. I, I You'll it, never I know. It's going to be those two, though. I would have not have known Trump was going to win in the very beginning when he announced his no, candidacy. No, fucking shocked all of us. So, I mean, but whether whether most people realize it or not, mm-hmm. I think that uh, we are systemically and by uh, what's the not process uh, policy. Uh-huh. Our system and our policy are, are all going in the right direction. Um, it depends on how the economy is right during that time and what the hot topic is. Because mm-hmm. if it's immigration, our country has not budged on how important immigration is. It's actually become more of an issue even on the Democratic side. Yeah. You know, I think that that's going to be a huge one. And especially as we see things deteriorate overseas, we all have the internet. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, we'll see what happens. But no, I, I don't know if it's going to come down to voting between those two. I will say Biden's the most likable because of the way that the whole meme thing went out yeah. toward the end of Obama. And that does sing to this millennial generation and Gen Z as well. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of it is about the memes. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's so embarrassing to talk about. <laughs> to say it out loud, right? It's true, though. I mean, fuck. What was it in the 2016 elections? There was a there was enough of a percentage of people that like get news coverage about that voted for Harambe. Yeah, the fucking gorilla. He actually made it on. Yeah, like to I the th- statistics. Like yeah, exactly. Enough people. It wasn't like just one percent of people voted. It was like a five or like five to seven percent of people voted for Harambe. That's insane. Maybe five to seven percent in a state. I can't imagine it was the entire. I, I thing. you know what? I have to look this up. Yeah, let's look that up. I'm really curious. I, I'm going to be I really sad. Was, I thought that was fucking crazy. Like you, you're literally. You might as well just not have voted. Because then Harambe went <laughs> better than Jill Stein. I think it's probably like five percent in a state somewhere. Like that one guy in Utah. Well, they fucked around and actually, like, elected a fucking gorilla as president. A dead one? Like an actual, yeah, what if they fucked around and did that? And then the country's like, oh shit, what do we do now? I, I'm pretty sure it would easily be rectified. I'm pretty sure he'd be, uh, Harambe would be um, immediately know, like impeached and replaced. <laughs> <laughs> this, it's so funny. This is, so, this is a perfect example of fake news. So when I typed in, how many votes for Harambe in 2016 the first thing that pops up and the second thing that pops up says uh stories that harambe got anywhere from 11,000 to 15,000 votes on election day are and in all caps flat out false yes there were pranksters out there who wrote in harambe's name on their ballot but there's no way we'd know by tuesday night exactly how many people did so what's funny about that though is i remember Days after the election, multiple news stations mm-hmm. reporting saying that a, a great amount of people wrote down Harambe's name as in their ballot enough to get on the statistics board. Mm-hmm. And like and now I'm showing all this stuff, like recent stuff that's like, no, people did not vote for Harambe. There wasn't enough people who voted for him to get it up there, blah, blah. There were some votes, but nothing, nowhere near what these news stations were covering it as. 
but I didn't I hear it. I didn't hear any fucking. You know, I believe that the news stations would lie for. Oh, ratings. I, I, I believe, believe it also, completely. and that's what's funny is because I don't remember seeing any like headlines of you know CNN or Fox coming on saying, "Oh, remember when we told you guys all about Harambe?" Well, sorry, yeah, our bad. We fucked we were wrong. up. Yeah. So after Trump was sworn into office, <laughs> and after he was uh, elected, we saw a lot of funny images of many social justice warriors. Some of the most intense. Oh, most of bizarre. Obnoxious, flamboyant, over-the-top everything. My favorite still being that overdramatic... The screamer from Election Day. (laughs) No, it was was the, the inauguration. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. The inauguration. And she was making like an energy ball with her hands. Like, there's so much potential. There's so much potential. Oh, my gosh. So So I'm just wondering, what are we going to see... If um, he's elected again, I think we're actually going to see a lot of digressing from that kind of shit, because I think it got to a point to where it was so over the top to where I think that side is now starting to understand that people aren't taking them seriously. Even people on their own side. They memified themselves. Yes, they memified themselves. That's exactly what they did. So I think come 2020, I think you might see some of that, but not nearly as over the top. And I don't think as nearly as much as you did 2016, because they know now that they have to be taken seriously in order to fucking win. So I think that's exactly what they're going. Because I, you know what? It's funny. So I, I was actually talking about this with Matthew a little bit in regards to something else, though. And that was something you and I watch a lot are like the Ben Shapiro talks and debates, right? Right. Well, there was a time back uh, closer to the 2016 elections, uh, both pre and post, where you would watch these Q&As Ben Shapiro would do at his shows. And again, you'd get these very obnoxious, over-the-top social justice warrior types who are basically, you know, yelling nonsensical shit at Ben Shapiro, you know, which Ben Shapiro was able to to very easily, you know, combat in, you know, Ben Shapiro fashion. But now... When more recent videos just from this year alone uh, surface of these Ben Shapiro Q&As, he'll still have far left liberals going up and asking questions, but they're standing there. They have like notes now that they're reading from and they're like, like, okay, and I I came to watch you talk. I came to watch you talk because I I do think it's important to listen. I just want to say that up front. I just do. I do think, but I do disagree. Um, But, you know, and they'll... (laughs) It's like they're trying to be polite, but just coming off as, you know, still bougie and pompous anyway. Yes. But they're trying because they know people weren't taking them seriously before. And they know how easy they can end up as a meme but it goes on to, YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> but it goes to show you that being, you know, quote unquote, the bigger, the bigger man in these situations actually is the way to go because by just doing that, you're seeing this digression from the social justice warrior side of this loud over the top shit because it wasn't being taken seriously. And how are these people reacting now? Even though they might still be asking quite outrageous questions, they're still being met with very polite responses because that's all these people wanted. They just want you to be polite and respectful to them when you're asking, not over the top. And now, so now we're 
course. Now, actually, I would argue we're starting to get somewhere with the discussions. I, I didn't even know that much dumbassery existed in our country until after that happened. And as a lifelong Democrat, that was the first time that I ever said, I think I need to not associate with these people for a little <laughs> like while. I, need to, I think I need to rethink this. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that the people I was surrounding myself with had that capability. Oh, yeah. Your, your Facebook has leveled out dramatically. Oh, yeah. So it's like a few years ago when you used to, you used to just put like one little sentence on well, Facebook. Well, once, once that happened, right? So once the election happened and... I kind of started to question like, all right, so maybe I'm not going to complete completely cement myself to this platform, you know, and and associate with these people regardless of whatever they say. I used to mm-hmm. say, you know, I'm a Democrat, I'm a Democrat, I'm a Democrat, because just the issues at hand really seem to match my mode of thinking. Uh-huh. So when that happened, I started to think, oh, goodness. Okay, well, um, maybe I should start being independent. Maybe I shouldn't necessarily follow that. And then I started asking questions, right? So I wanted to know about feminism. Uh-huh. I was really, I was really curious. Like, so what's this big deal with feminism? From what I understand, it's just equal rights. Why do we seem to have this schism over whether feminism is right or whether it's wrong? Mm-hmm. And it was a real legit question and my god it erupted that was the first big post that i could not believe there was such a uh, and when we say big guys we're talking hundreds of comments back and forth to each other people making fun of each other people calling each other names and i'm just i do my best to not call names and not use bad language in public forums i just prefer to not be tied to that when i'm referenced at all so I just couldn't believe how willing people were to call each other dumbasses and rapists and bigots and all the phobes, all the different new kinds of phobes we all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. had everywhere. Yeah. And then I continue to ask questions and I'd see people on the right really just wanting to fill me in with information and on the left just wanted, wanting me to attack for either trying to incite an argument mm-hmm. or for thinking that I actually didn't know and how bigoted that was of me. Right. And then the issue started to change. Then we really started focusing on immigration and the wall. And these were all things that I felt a little bit more right of center for. And then I was ostracized. So I'm actually very willing to back a presidential candidate. And I would love to see a Democrat that appears to be more effective and forward than Trump is. I would love that. Right. You know, because there's a lot of things with the Republican Party that I do not like. Like, you know, the uh, abolishment of sex education in school. Yeah, there's there's a lot of outland. There's the that's the thing. Like there's there's definitely a far left and there's definitely a far right. But the problem is there's a lot of people who fall on this this mass spectrum in the middle and unfortunately, there's this giant, you know, herd mentality of like, if somebody says they're Democrat, you're automatically assuming, oh, you're on the far left of the fence. Or if somebody says they're Republican, it's, oh, you're on the far right. It's like, no, I, there's a fucking spectrum, ladies and gentlemen. You know, j- just because you, div- 
you know, when people define themselves as that, it usually just means they agree with more on this side. Or sometimes it's not even like most of the policies. There are some people who just like the Republicans because they think they're better with money. You know, right. they may agree with everything the Democrats say, but they want somebody who knows who, or who they think is going to do better with money and office. They're good at spending money. You know, <laughs> that too. Historically, just saying. You know, one time I posted, um, I think it was, and I quote, so from what I understand, Antifa seems like another terrorist organization, mm-hmm. unquote, or end quote. So that's what it seemed like to me. They were attacking everybody. They weren't saying anything new or different or anything. It was just violence. Uh-huh. And someone says back to me, oh, so then how do you feel about this alt-right? And I had, this is at the very beginning of this whole alt-right thing. And I said, oh, do they also physically harm people? Or property. Right. And then it looked like I was just defending them. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to know if the alt-right, whoever they were at the time, I know who they are now, what what constitutes them, but if they were destroying property or harming people. And that was me defending the alt-right. So then I was immediately, as a, you know, Mexican, you know, gay man, opera singer from Los Angeles. (laughs) (laughs) Not racking up a lot of points. Somehow, (laughs) somehow I was on the alt-right, even though I'm like very, very pro-Israel, you know, and I don't know. I just didn't get it. I don't even know shit about that. I don't even know anything about that. Yeah. Well, the whole, the, the, what did you just talk about? Alt-right? Alt-right. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. Yeah. It's basically Nazis. That was basically like, oh if you were all right, you were a Nazi. That, that was kind of the, the alt right right was not all right. Yeah, alt, exactly. A-L-T, oh, like okay. the alternative right. So it's pretty much right-wing liberals with a lot of very open racism and anti-Semitism. Yeah. Well, that doesn't sound but very it was, But it was one of those, good. if you said you were a Republican or conservative, that just meant you were all right, period. End of story. Like Ben no Shapiro. Question. Yeah. The Jew. The Orthodox Jew, (laughs) mind you. Yeah, he was was being called like Nazi and stuff on Twitter. Yeah, fucking Ben Shapiro. That's ridiculous. Regardless whether you agree with Ben Shapiro's viewpoints or not, the man is not, the Jew is not a Nazi, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, he never condoned any kind of violence of any kind. Zero. Not only that, but that just means that these people who are saying things like you're a Nazi don't know what a Nazi is. (laughs) It's insane. Well, we've talked about that on the podcast too, where there was just this giant issue for a while where just people were just throwing out whatever words they wanted and then saying that's offensive because that actually means this and changing the definition of a word on the spot. Oh, yeah. And as long as it fit whatever narrative, whatever side was trying to work with, it was like, okay, yeah, that's what that word means now. It's exactly what that word means. You know, Matthew and I were actually talking, I think it was earlier today, (laughs) and it was something about how I'll, I'll I'll have a point of view about something and I'll say it. And it's literally an opinion, just uh-huh. like we have here today. My opinion on the table, right? Mm-hmm. And somebody will say to me, oh, you're, you're just so smart. Uh-huh. And a part of me wants to say, like, well, thank you. But a part of me just says, you poor soul. I just offered an opinion. Uh-huh. I did not reinvent something. I did not, you know... I did not write this information. I just gave my opinion about it. 
And then Matthew goes, well, it's probably because you're a good speaker. You, you uh-huh. speak well. Well, he said you talk well. And I, con- I uh, corrected him and said you speak well. <laughs> and I said, well, I don't. <laughs> and then I thought, once again, thank you. But that is also sad because too many times we have people saying things like, he's not a good speaker, so I don't like him. And it's like that is what determines whether or not you like someone who's supposed to mold well, our country, but you. But the thing is, when that's, but people aren't agreeing with you or taking your opinion as fact because they're saying to themselves, "Well, he's good at speaking," you know. So I'm a little. It, 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 I think everybody does it subconsciously, right? I mean, it, it was. It's the and it's the same with history, though. We we saw with Hitler, you know. The, the man right. oh Adam just called you Hitler but that's <laughs> you're the a thing. Nazi <laughs> that's really sad yeah someone right, thinking that sad. you're intelligent means that they want to listen to you they want to follow you usually especially mm-hmm. if they admire you in any way mm-hmm. and being a good speaker we need really we have to make that the standard we don't we shouldn't make that something that puts you above somebody else because then if we all spoke well nobody would be have you know the sheet pulled over their eyes by some pretty words or some good simply good english that's why it's important to keep people educated and to you know teach things like you know good you know, good etiquette when speaking and knowing how to become a good, good grammar when speaking or being able to just that being a good speaker is because we live in an age right now where there's, there's always a a balance between the amount of information you're given and the amount of false information you're given when it was just what you had word from mouth. Yeah. Well, what some people were saying were true and what some people were saying with was false. And yeah, where we live in a day and age now where we have all the information at our fingertips through the internet, but we also have, have as much false information exactly. on the internet as we do. So it gets to this point where that you have to kind of just choose like, okay, who am I going to follow? This person who's boring to listen to but might be spouting out facts but I can't listen to for more than five minutes? Or this person who sounds like they're pretty confident in knowing what they're talking about and they're just automatically going to choose that person. So, I mean, yeah. it's just... But that's and that's what I was saying. That's just really unfortunate. Yeah, it's sad. You know, we even got into like with like uh, Asian countries, how they don't really have as much. You can't really pull the wool over their eyes as much because their languages are very tonal. Mm-hmm. So there's a certain way that you speak. You know, a different one, the same word in two tones means two different things. Right. And they value education. You know, when they value respect and and compassion and and all of that so we just i think we need to raise the standard but i don't they think they also the system... have a word that means work to yourself to death yeah they literally have a word i look it up real quick adam japanese word for work yourself to death okay. they like how we have to use like five or six words to say that there's literally a noun it. it's just for the phenomenon of that happening mm-hmm. and and that is a cause of death yeah Karoshi. 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 That just means overworked death. Yeah. It means overworked death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. So that's just a thing, and they needed a word for it because it happens so often. The major medical causes of Karoshi deaths are a heart attack and stroke due to stress and a starvation diet. Crazy. There's yeah. literally a word for it. 
Well, mm-hmm. we should adopt that word over here because no, uh, nobody here does hard. that. I'm having such bad karoshi. <laughs> oh. oh, what's wrong with you, Justin? It sounds like Karoshi. a restaurant, doesn't it? Like, let's go to Karoshi tonight. Well, I'm about to Karoshi right now. This was such a long day. It was a long day. Well, oh. well, we went seven minutes over time. Oh, oh, look goodness. at that. That's yeah. why. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome, guys. I was welcome, at. I was at. I'm done at an hour. I'm at Karoshi now. <laughs> I'm at Karoshi now. You have to push yourself to the limits, Justin. That's how you reach Karoshi in the first place. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's Hardly Millennial podcast. Remember, you can follow us on all the social media platforms. We also have a Patreon. www.patreon.com forward slash Hardly Millennial. Thank you very much. And any final thoughts, Justin? Just, I need some sugar so I don't have karoshi. <laughs> any final thoughts, Matthew? Uh, the color of this pen is blue. The goddamn pen is blue. <laughs> Ladies See you guys tomorrow. Love you. Have a good night. Bye. Say goodbye, Justin. Bye, you guys. Thank you.